And joining us now is the Finance Minister, Grant Robertson. Grant, good afternoon. One moment. There you go. <laughs> My apologies. You're on now, Grant. Hello. It's me, yes. Hello. Good afternoon. Good day, good day. So uh, there are so many conspiracy theories out there. And what can the government do to stop the spread of vile conspiracy theories at the moment? Look, this is something that, you know, any government around the world has to face nowadays. Uh, the reality is it's not actually the government, it's all of us. And that's the point that Chris Hipkins was making earlier today. We've all got a responsibility. The, the particular uh, email, particular theory that got so much attention over the last sort of 24, 48 hours, we just felt we had to step forward and say, firstly, it's completely untrue. Secondly, it's enormously hurtful to the family who are at the centre of this. And thirdly, it's a really good example of the fact we've all got a role to play here. You know, I had people within my own um, networks um, who who had shared it. And when I put a, a post up last night just saying it wasn't true, a number of people sort of said, yeah, I'm sorry, I just heard it from somebody and I passed it without thinking. So I think there's a level of responsibility we've all got here. Um, you know, clearly there's free speech in New Zealand. We have to protect that. It's an important right. Uh, but we've also at the same time got each of us personal responsibility to think about how we use that right. Grant, given that the truth is so important, and Chris Hipkins said that he had been misled as to what sort of testing was going on at the border, in particular with Jet Park, if he is getting misled by um, his advice and the truth is important, then where does the accountability lie? Well, the accountability, as Minister Hipkins said himself, lies with him. He's the minister, and he said that uh, yesterday. Obviously, within the, the chain, there is there are people within the Ministry of Health and the, and the various local health authorities who also bear responsibility. Uh, I also heard Minister Hipkins say yesterday that, you know, at the moment, the focus of the very people we're talking about is to get that testing done, uh, and that is what's occurring. But, you know, there's no shying away from the fact that assurances have been given about testing. They may not have been met. Uh, but it is happening now. As far as how the economic impact of the return of COVID will be mitigated, how will that be worked out uh, for Auckland as well as for the whole country? Well, as I said on Friday, uh, you know, we've made the in-principle decision to extend out uh, the wage subsidy scheme to cover this period of time when Auckland's in level three and the rest of the country's at level two. That's really important to do just to give people some confidence and certainty. You know, talking to business uh, folk in Auckland, you know, a number of them had just got themselves going again. They'd actually had a really good period in July where business was a lot better than they expected it to be. And so this is not just a setback from a financial point of view. It's also a setback from a from a confidence point of view and so that's why we wanted to give that certainty. Uh, and also not just for Auckland itself. A lot of businesses outside Auckland sell into Auckland and rely on it. You've also got the tourism businesses and places like Rotorua who, who really do rely on Aucklanders travelling. So we understood that. So we'll confirm the decisions about that at Cabinet uh, tomorrow and get that up and running and out the door as soon as we possibly can. Given that uh, another um, level three, of course, is a, is a blow to morale, but also the, the financial blow, what is the long-term strategy when it comes to dealing with this? Are we going to have to just keep dipping into our hands into our pockets and locking down at level three every time there's a breach? What's, do you have a long-term strategy? 
Well, yeah, we actually outlined that resurgence plan in the middle of July, and it, it is a bit of a horses for courses situation. Clearly, if you, we are doing as we are doing in Auckland and putting those level three restrictions on, Auckland is such a big part of our economy, nearly 40% of GDP directly and, and more indirectly. We're going to take the decision we've taken um, this time round. Uh, but no, look, you know, we take each um, each potential outbreak on its own individual circumstances and deal with it that way round. Uh, and, you know, Auckland at level three is a, is a significant hit on the economy. We get that. And so that's why we're putting in place the measures we are. What about um, the, the lockdown that with the level three is partly, as I understand, to, to contact uh, trace as well as to I- and isolate those people. Have you given serious thought to a, a more technologically, uh, technologically sophisticated solution like the COVID card that's been advocated by Sam Morgan and others? Yeah, look, we've um, given some financial support to Sam and his team to trial and test that card because we want to keep all the possible options open. Um, But obviously that card itself is not yet in a position to be rolled out, even if we concluded that the trials were successful. Um, We've got the COVID Tracer app, and we're seeing more and more New Zealanders. I think I heard it right today. We're up around 1.3 million people having downloaded that. Um, That's a significant boost, and, and that's an important part of it. But the advice that we get from experts is the very, very best contact tracing remains that person-to-person um, contact. And look, in in the targets that were set, which was to get over 80% of contacts traced within 48 hours, we're actually above that at the moment in this outbreak, and that is gold standard territory. Um, it means you do get all the details um, from, from people. And even the COVID card or the COVID app itself is never going to be foolproof, you know. Um, all of them rely on particular technological solutions, and in the case of the card, it would rely very specifically on people always having it with them. Um, um, and a certain percentage of the population having it so that effectively the cards can communicate with one another. So there's a lot there mm. to rely on. Um, yes, it would be great, but actually that person-to-person contact is is the most effective thing we've got now and is actually um, delivering above the, the standards that we've set. With the return of COVID, how's the economy tracking? Yeah. Well, here's one of the ironies, or an irony is probably not the right word, but one of the things we have to accept, which is that we had actually started to come back really well. We were well above the forecasts that people thought we would be. You know, we have a thing called the New Zealand Activity Index that the Treasury does, and for the month of July, it was actually 2% above the month of July from the previous year. So, you know, the economy had started to come back. Having said that, the Treasury and other economists were already indicating that the rest of the world was going backwards as New Zealand was going forwards at a bigger rate. So there were always going to be challenges, and those challenges, unfortunately, are now a little exacerbated by what's happened here. We're expecting an announcement from the Prime Minister tomorrow about whether the election is going to be postponed. Um, for want of a better description, you'd be part of that inner sanctum. Do you know what decision? If the, have you, do you know what the decision is yet? Uh, the Prime Minister will make that decision, and it's totally hers. It's a, it's a fairly unique part of New Zealand's electoral system that the calling of the election date is, is something that falls entirely to uh, the Prime Minister, so she'll be working through her options on that. And as you say, she's uh, she's made clear that she'll make that announcement tomorrow morning and um, I'm not going to preempt the Prime Minister with a career limiting. The- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can assume... I imagine she's probably made the decision, at least, hasn't she? As I say, it's her decision to announce and she'll make it tomorrow. Okay, National have made it clear they want it delayed. Uh, We're going to have Judith Collins on before four o'clock as well. Uh, 
do you think that that pushing it out to next year uh, or November, that would seem to be a couple of options that National are focusing on, uh, would be would be good for the democratic process? <laughs> Look, there are a range of options here and, you know, the Prime Minister will no doubt weigh all of those up. The Electoral Commission, um, you know, is the organisation that actually has to deliver the election, so she'll be taking their advice into account as well. Uh, but as I say, I'm, I'm going to leave that to her. Other other politicians have got their views and they've been putting those out there that they're, they're right, um, but ultimately this is the PM's call. Um, just, to, just to wrap it up, um, going back to the border issue, uh, if we get through this, which well, when we get through this, which of course we will, and hopefully sooner than later, are you confident and do you have full trust that you're uh, that you're getting the right advice and that people are that ministry officials are in fact doing what they're telling Mr. Minister Hipkins they're doing? Look, yes, overall, I absolutely do have that confidence. And I think it's important just to take a step back here and bear in mind that more than 30,000 people have now been through our managed isolation and quarantine um, facilities. We've had mm. four or five people who've behaved ridiculously and, and broken out, but they've all come yeah, back. Yeah, I they mean, walk- we've got we've got the numbers, but the systems. Yep. So obviously not testing the people at the, at the coalface at Jet Park is, is a failure of the system. Can we trust that at least regardless of the... The the, the 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 tiny errors that might lead to its release. Can we trust the system? I do think we can. And obviously, like all countries in the world, we are. You know, this is this is new. This is, there is no playbook for this. We're continually strengthening what we do at the border. And 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 you know, you, again, just I mean, I know you don't want me to go through the numbers, but bear in mind that whatever may or may not have happened in terms of commitments made to the minister about the testing of staff, actually there have been regular health checks of those staff throughout yep. this period of time, and we haven't up until now seen this. And there is no evidence that points to this particular outbreak being linked to managed isolation and quarantine. For example, the genome sequencing means that this particular strain of COVID is not one that we've seen in our managed isolation facilities. So there's actually a lot of things pointing to the fact that it's got nothing to do with managed isolation. None of that takes away from the fact that we've got to do the best job possible for New Zealanders to keep that border secure, and I'm confident that we are. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for your time. That's the Finance Minister, Grant Robertson. Enjoy your afternoon. Cheers. Thanks.